Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be alright. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. It's kind of scary a little bit because... I feel like we're heading in a direction where our country will be like other countries where just upheaval, just upheaval, upheaval, upheaval. And if it goes into that, while the upheaval, I'm glad that it is happening. But when upheavals get wild, wild, you know who is more vulnerable? Us. Motherfuckers will decapitate us. Shooters, you get what I'm saying? Back, oh, in other countries, that shit like that happens when folks is gay, when folks is trans, when folks is activists, when folks is fucking, you know, speaking out against the government. When it gets ugly, we the first motherfuckers that it, that it were out. So for me, that's kind of scary. It's kind of scary and it's kind of like, ooh, especially when Ruth died. I'm like, they just, they just started like, not like, helping us. Directions. Huh? Oh, my bad. I said they could, like, if we need help, they could deny us that help. They already trying to do that. Yeah. I feel like we got too much fight. Like, we don't came too far. Like, people done done so much for us to, for them to, like, easily regress like that. Like, to easily, like, you could do a little probably a one, two to make the girls feel it, but to go all the way back. I don't, I think there's too many people that will fight for them to even like be able to do that to that degree where it is in other, no, I mean, no shade, like in other countries, because when you start to, this is what I think, when you start to limit us, there's different ways of, um, in which hierarchy takes place in different, um, cultures, whether it be skin, whether it be, um, you be a woman or a man. Or, or your sex, your religion, and I feel like it'll it'll trickle down to where it affects everyone, not just minority people. I agree in that sense that it's going to trickle down, but when people are trying to hold on to power, it gets to the point where it, it the chaos it doesn't matter to them. They're trying to hold on to power, 
and and why I think that you know it's a valiant fight, and I'm you know I'm down for it. I want people to wear it out, but as as somebody on the fringes, I know that in a chaotic state like that, we are the ones that are. You get what I'm saying? We are the ones that are most vulnerable because that's when it, when it gets chaotic. Like, for example, like when the looting starts, like when looting starts or whatever. Um, you know, the, the windows, because honey, let's bust the windows. Like, we know that the stores that, it in the, uh, that are in the vicinity of the chaos, those are the most vulnerable stores, right? Because they're right there, and we can just bust the windows, and the police is worried about other shit. They're not worried about this. It's so much going on right now that they're not worried about... They don't, they don't have the capacity to get everybody to stop doing whatever they're doing, right? I feel like if it gets to that point where the culture is so chaotic, motherfuckers will use that opportunity to target leftists. Like the right wing will use the opportunity to, to target trans activists, um, abortion activists. The, we're go- the people who are further to the left that is going to galvanize, those are going to be people that they're going to try to take out. We know shit like that has happened. We know, you know, black folks have been targeted. Um, like Tulsa, Rosewood. Um, the Oklahoma situation. We don't have to go that far back. We can talk about um, like Fred Hammond, Hampton. You know what I'm saying? It's so many, it's so many things where folks are targeted, and you know if it's, and that's under clandestine ways. Think about if it gets so chaotic that a motherfucker can do shit on a government level, right? In public, like you know what I'm saying. I don't know. That gets kind of scary to think about. And I'm just thinking about ahead of what these steps can lead to. Like, he appoints another Supreme Court person, and that person is conservative, and they get to doing shady-ass shit, just rolling back all the rights. And that's possible. (laughs) If they got, you know, if they got the, if folks is not voting, folks is not participating in the um, system or trying to undo the shady parts of it. If folks are not doing that stuff, it's going to keep snowballing into negative and negative and negative. And more and more people are going to get frustrated, not having jobs, not be- being unfairly treated. And it's just going to get bigger. And look at, look at what's happening now. Like we had the protests, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a protest. Then the protest got even bigger. You know what I'm saying? Like, it used to be like, oh, this city is protesting because this, per- this one person in the city died. So this city is wearing it out. Re- with George Floyd, the whole fucking country in different cities. With in the world. Yeah. The world was wearing it out. If it keeps getting worse and worse, then somebody got killed. Some dude walking around, remember in, um, where was it? Portland? He shot somebody. That, that, that young 17-year-old dude with the rifle. I can't remember his name. Uh, I like to say that name. But he killed somebody. Yeah. He killed some Black Lives Matter protesters. Oh, my God. So, and so then so now some people have died, like, by 
not by cops, by actual other citizens in retaliation. So it, 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 it just keeps escalating. And if it keeps escalating, I feel like, you know, that's the scary part to think of the potential of that. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, I agree. I agree. Whoa, because it makes who the most marginalized targets or the most vocal, at least the most vocal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that makes me worry. But I think that we have a lot of fight. Like, when I, when I think about, like, when, because, like, we all have different um, type of communities, whether they be minorities or people who aren't as marginalized. But like what what it makes what makes me think about it is when like President Obama was elected, like we've seen a lot of people with privilege using their privilege in order to help black folks vote or just help people vote in general. And I feel like once it like if it gets to a larger a large scale, like like what you're talking about, Dom, I feel like there's gonna be a fight so big that it's not gonna be able to they're not gonna be able to roll it back the way it would be in different places because I feel like we we at large are knowledgeable what it could be and we're not going to allow that to happen because that's not what I, that's not really what the america's supposed to be about and there's a lot of people who I, well, when i say when i talk about what america's supposed to be about when you think about what other countries talk about why they come here from other countries because they want to well, they want more freedom and they want they want to be able to accomplish more things and if you think about what the uh what people talk about about like the military and you know why they decide to go to the military to serve the the uh, america because this dream the american dream getting to that point of um basically terrorism (laughs) that's what i think of getting to that point would mean that we have lost that whole entire dream we have people have just said fuck it and i don't i think there are people that will change sides for that not to happen. That's a positive way of thinking. I, I'm just, I'm just being optimistic. That's definitely a positive because I, what you're saying is that by them going that far, it will take the whole veneer of what America is supposed to be off. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't trust that I they give a fuck about that at that at this point. It's like I agree with that too. <laughs> oh no, but yeah. But anyway, we hope it doesn't come to that. We're just talking about it. You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Now listen, I know that what is basic Trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. basic <laughs> for me in this life? Just the beginning for you. Trans 101. Yeah. Trans. Come and get your baby. Trans 101. Trans 101. Yeah. Trans 101. So on this Trans 101, we are going to discuss Ruth Bader Ginsburg's legacy particularly around the LGBT community. So the Supreme Court was a man's club. Exclusively from a male perspective, this court has made and debated rulings, narrowed and solidified laws, shaped and decided what is just 
fair, and orderly in our culture and our country. It was all white men for 178 years until Democratic civil rights activist Thurgood Marshall, a black man, was appointed in 1967. It wasn't until Ronald Reagan appointed the Republican Senator Sandra Day O'Connor, a moderate conservative Republican white woman, of course, in 1981, that the men's club was integrated from the standpoint of gender. So that means 192 years. No one with a vagina, no one with experiences of womanhood, no one with experience of gender oppression of any kind was making rules that women had to live by. 192 years until last Friday Ruth Bader Ginsburg was one of three female Supreme Court justices the other two are Sonia Sotomayor and Elena Kagan both appointed by Barack Obama when it comes to the LGBT decisions and voting and rulings and all that kind of stuff she was the most pro-LGBT justice ever. Out of the 15 cases that she made decisions on, 13 of them was in our favor. Two of them that she didn't vote in our favor was, y'all remember when the Westboro Baptist Church was picketing people's funerals, particularly gay people's funerals? Yeah. She had voted in favor of them upholding their right to protest and have picket signs and do what we have the freedom of speech to do our protected constitutional right so she voted in their favor yeah and i think that's real that's legit because we wouldn't want people to tell us when we can't protest so i understand that no justice is going to be perfect nobody is politically going to align with every single issue that is, you know, aligned with your beliefs. There are going to be people that make some bad decisions around race, some bad decisions around gender, some bad decisions around um, war, some bad decisions around so many issues that the law um, is involved in. They're not going to make every decision that you may think is the right decision. Nobody is going to have the perfect set of votes. Nobody is going to be perfectly liberal and progressive, even conservative. Some of them are not perfectly conservative because even what we learned this year when they voted in our favor for the workforce discrimination protection, two of them motherfuckers did. (laughs) But in regards to LGBT stuff, Ruth Bader Ginsburg normally was the envy motherfucking P. 13 out of the 15 was in our favor, particularly around gay marriage, particularly around gender equality and workforce discrimination, which really are, to me, are her main LGBT legacies that she is leaving behind. One thing that lawyers do is they are defending cases based on law and the language around the law can be can be 
made to be very, very narrow, where this particular thing is what they mean when they talk about protections, or this particular thing is what they mean when this law is um, applied, this particular thing. You know, conservative people really like to make it real narrow so that when somebody comes along and says, Oh, discrimination. No, that's what this means. <laughs> no, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg, one of her legacies is that she allowed for the Civil Rights Act in 1964 to be applied on a more broader spectrum when it comes to discrimination, when it comes to equality amongst gender, when it comes to that language around the law, including LGBT people, including people who are in same-sex marriages, people who are in same-sex relationships, um, gay people who need protections at work, trans people who need their identity protected, all of those things, she allowed the language around the law, around what was already set in law, broadening and deepening the definition around the word sex when it comes to that particular act that was already here to protect us, but broadening that language so that it includes sexual orientation and gender identity to include us. That is one of her main legacies that affects the LGBT community. She has many others, but I because this show revolves around <laughs> trans folks, I definitely wanted to talk about her legacy in regards to us and what how her legacy affects us. So in regards to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, LGBT legacy, thank you for being the GOAT and servicing us in the way that only a woman could. <laughs> I know that you're not perfect, but... I appreciate you for being a voice and a vote that we can count on to protect our LGBT rights. So rest in peace. And this has been Trans 101. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts, I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here. So you're not only helping to sustain us, you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is. You know, that's just the kind of bitch I am. Community is fuck. <laughs> so thank you. I really, really appreciate you. And if you have not become a patron, why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. Miss Major has her bun. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a tricky situation. Because I, I, I never said somebody else had 
I never said a woman had her bun in somebody else's oven before, so that kind of confused me for a second. So basically, Miss Major, Miss Major, is she has a baby on the way? Which that I don't sounds know. so. I don't know if it's her partner or if it's somebody she just having a baby with, but someone named Beck. They're at six months now. Miss um, Major is. Something that I saw, I once where I knew Miss Major was 79. Another person looked fairly younger. I don't know how old. But I just thought it was interesting, like, as far as the dynamic. But then I, a part of me is also like, hmm, maybe she wanted to leave a legacy behind. And, um... She already got kids. She do? Yes. Oh. Yes. My biological kids? Yes. Miss oh. Major was married to a woman. Oh. Well, that shoots that narrative down. Honey, <laughs> she just was get her swerve on and knock somebody up, child. <laughs> and that's the way love goes. Okay. So the how I wanted to explore, I didn't want to explore in a most non-problematic way possible. Cause I just want to talk about it. I just thought it was interesting. So I just wanted to like <laughs> talk about our thoughts on say you wanted a kid. Because y'all okay, since y'all are AMAP, y'all wouldn't have to carry it unless y'all wanted to do that new little technology, but Y'all wouldn't have to carry it if you had a baby with an AFAB person. So you wouldn't really have to deal with the risk. I, I think you wouldn't have to deal with the risk of being an older person and having a child at a at an older age. So would that be something y'all would do? Like just be like, okay, let me get my last few out of there before I leave. Or if you know you accidentally got knocked got somebody knocked up. Would you want them to keep it if you were I, I, I fully plan to be celibate after 65. That's always, I never thought I would be having sex after, um, after 60. You're going to be celibate after 65. Did you see that, that quadruple it, that threesome that had went to heaven recently? They had a whole threesome and fucked for 72 hours. Bitch, this pussy going to be warm. I'm getting my sex changed. This pussy still going to work. We're going to have lube. I'm gonna be that old white woman um, in interracial porn that began fucked by all the black folk. Drop and take that part out. Yeah, that's funny. Talking about that. Yes, yes, funny. That old white woman that get cream pie. Baby, she be getting cream pie. Gang bang, bitch, sign me up. No, no. Thanks. I'm already to the point where I don't really be want to have sex anyway. I'm almost. What? I'm almost getting. We just did an episode about somebody. sex toys. Huh? I said we just did an episode with sex toys. Yeah. <laughs> I think she don't do it at all. Oh, I think well, not at all. So yo, so, you know, it's to the point that point where. I'm like, mm. but I don't know if I'm still, I, I, I don't be having sex with people I can procreate with. <laughs> somebody on my live yesterday, somebody asked me, well, somebody from my um, college who went to college with me, 
they asked me, did I have any kids? And I was like, child, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have sex with people. I've never had sex with somebody that I can procreate with. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's going to ever happen or when that's going to happen. I don't know what that, what that is. <laughs> so like, mm, I never really think about it. I think that that's, I don't know. I think super, super far age differences are weird. But it might be me being ages or something. Because I'm like, who is sleeping with Miss Major? Like, how does that happen? But then that's probably me just being weird about age. And so I'm not weird as in wrong, but weird as in, gosh, you you about to have a child. By the time your child get old, old like get in high school, you probably gonna be yeah up out of here. Yeah, that's happened with a lot of cis folks too. Like the dad will be super old. Like I know my mom. Man. <laughs> my mom just actually today is my mom's birthday, and she turned I think sixty two. Oh, she looked good. I didn't know she was sick this And she only 10 years younger than my big mama or something like that. And she had me at like 38, 39. And my dad is like uh, 15 years younger than her. 15 years younger than your mama? Yeah. Damn, your mama was a cougar. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, word. Oh, gosh. See, I have, I'm, honey, my mom was a teen mom, so um, <laughs> she like my sister. <laughs> like, literally, when I look and think about our numbers, I'm like, yo, mom, you really, because my mama is in her mid-50s. I'll be 40 in a couple of months. So we real close in age. <laughs> yeah, that is. My mama had me when she was 16, so we ain't that far apart in age. Wow. And so, and then her mother had her when she was young, too. So hmm. my grandmother, if she was still alive, she would be 72. I think she would be 72. <laughs> what are you doing, Mia? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling out this, this um, tug bite. Baby, listen, it had pushed the side of. Jesus, be seen it. But yeah, I think my my grandmother would be. Um, I think. Let me let me do the math. Um. I can't imagine having a kid at 16. Yeah, my grandmother would be 72 right now if she was alive. She would be 72. Wow. I know a homegirl who had a, um, her baby at 11. Sheesh. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, my, 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 she's not my cousin by blood. She's my cousin by marriage. Her father molested her and she had a baby by her dad. He's in prison now okay. for molesting her, but. He got two kids, but um, yeah. but she had a baby by her dad. Yeah. 
That's horrible. Mm-hmm. And they forced her to have the baby too. What? Damn. Damn. They were religious and they didn't believe in abortion. They forced her to have the baby. And then crazy part of it is they forced her to have a baby. But then as she got older and the baby got older, like she was still in high school, of course, they started treating her like she was a, not that this was right. Not that this, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you their mindset. Neither one of these is right. But it, this is what they started to do. They started to treat her like she got pregnant, like she was being fast. Right. Like they started being like, oh, we not watching that baby. Like treating her like she got pregnant for having regular sex. Like like she was high school having sex with a boy and got pregnant. They started treating her like people stereotypically treat those kind of girls. Instead. You have a baby, you open your legs, so... You yeah, that kind of shit. What? saying that. Right. Saying it, but treating her like that. Oh, no, we're not watching that baby. Um, You need to watch that baby. That's your baby. After forcing her to have the baby. <laughs> it was baby so, so now she is a stud. Stud lesbian that is on drugs, it's on like cokehead. And it's so sad because she's like, you know what I'm saying? Her daughter is so beautiful and and is now is growing, she's grown and her daughter is like only 11 years younger than her. <laughs> is her and, daughter mentally disabled or? No, not at all, regular. That's a chance. It's a chance for rich for that stuff, but it's not necessarily going to happen. My friend's child was mentally disabled. Mm. Yeah, no, she's regular. She was a regular, beautiful little girl, regular people. But then now you got to grow up and you got to hear about this as a rumor. You got to hear about it. People got going to tell you why you, where your daddy at. <laughs> they going to tell you that motherfucker's in prison because he's your grandpa. To, it's just so extra. They, her, her situation is so sad and annoying. How they deal with it, but they, they, they whole branch of the family is kind of. They're married into our family, and we just be like, mm-hmm. y'all weird. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that age, is, that age, that age difference for me is not. For me, I always have, when I hear people talk, even when I was in school, when I hear people talk about their parents, their parents were always older than my mom. Like, when my mom would come up to the school, my mom looked young. My mom looked, my mom was a, when I was in, yeah, when I was in high school, my mom was in her 20s. No, 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 she was in her early 30s. And so she would come, and everybody else parents be looking old and shit. <laughs> and she would be looking young. And you knew, buddy, you must have had your children young. Uh-huh. My mother be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like mine was usually older than 
most kids. Mm. And my mom, mom was older than most kids. Your dad was like regular age and your mom was older. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's my best friend mom, she was when we were in our um when we were in high school, her his mom was in her sixties. What? Mine too. I had a friend like I that. See, I, I seen some people like that. I, I wonder how that made them feel. That'd be unbothered. Let's say I don't give a fuck. They don't Usually the parents be more financially stable. The child be different. Like they the child be more mature than the other children. For for me, my homegirl, she was more mature than everybody. Like when she had a baby, her mom was old school, so she kicked her out and they went got the apartment, like <laughs> but Boy. she knew it was coming. Like it wasn't like, oh, I don't like she was like, oh well, bitch, I know I gotta take care of my business. Like she was always like very outspoken than everybody. My little brother, because he was raised around my grandmother, he was he was much, much more mature than um when he was younger, he was much, much more mature than the other kids. Hmm. That's kinda how I felt, but because my dad was still young and that's mostly who I was around. It kind of was like he had a lot of immature ways, so I think it balanced out. Mm. <laughs> I think it balanced out. Yeah. Mm. But as far as my mom, I will say I felt kind of, I felt kind of isolated just a little bit. But I also am grateful because she's had a lot of, a lot more patience and stability when I was growing up. Because that's something that my older siblings had to struggle with. She was always like on a run trying to survive for a minute. And it was just them by themselves and her for a minute and no co-parenting or nothing like that. And they experienced a different side of her than we got to experience. Mm. Y'all had experienced mm. the more stable side. Yeah. Me and brother. Mm-hmm. My mother and my father are not that far apart. Like they like probably like two, maybe two or three. Yeah, like two or three years apart. Yeah, they were in the military about what now? You said what? They was in the military together about what now? They were in the military together in high school. Yeah. So yeah, they were right there. Yeah, they were. Yeah. My dad was two years from my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. As far as them though, I, I wonder how old he is. Oh, uh, Miss Major's baby dad. I don't think they're young. I think they they might be in their. I don't know. I don't think they're young. I don't think they're young, but the non-binary. I don't really know. I don't really know that person. Mm-hmm. Well, that's respectful because the reason why I asked is because I seen you um, um, referring to them as they, them pronouns. But it, I think it's respectful to like when you don't know, do that because you're not sure how they identify and if they'll get offended. Yeah, I don't think about them. But yeah, I don't know for sure. But I just, it's it, it would be a weird act for me. But if it works for them, they grown an adult. It like I I think it would be different if. Like they were in their twenties. Like if they were, if they were like a 
like Miss Major was having a baby by a twenty year old, that would be like, girl, you know, <laughs> some weird predator stuff. I don't know, that would be weird. I think it would probably. I think. Mm, I think we would probably probably be less. I don't know. Do you think we would be less passive if it was if Miss Major was a cis woman having a baby? At fucking eighty something. I would. I would be more worried about. She would be in some newspaper. Oh, who's the oldest person to have a baby? <laughs> there are some old women who have, who older women who have had. They have. Yeah, they have. And it's been like this internet sensation. Or, yeah, they'll be going yeah. out, having interviews and shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of um, health problems that can happen when you're that much older. But there's some been some people that's had successful births that's being true. pregnant that old that much older. So the oldest verified birth, she was sixty six. Right. Get your life. Hmm. I mean that was in the Bible they was having babies at a hundred and stuff, so I mean Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. <laughs> but I wish them the best. I wish them um I wish them a ha- healthy baby. I know that it's something about something that happens with the eggs and the sperm that if you, if you're if you if the sperm and the eggs are coming from older people <laughs> sometimes they can be deficient in certain ones or have like messed up chromosomes and it could um, make you high risk for like um, Down syndrome, high risk for different little things that can happen. So we're, we're going to wish Miss Major and her. Even the sperm? Uh, from the sperm? Even the from the sperm? Yeah, because it's in the box. <laughs> 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 what? Take that word out. Mia. Stop it, take that word out. She'd just be saying anything. This really don't need to be recorded either. The way you held your mouth. Because I didn't think about it. I just. Oh, boy. The ball's getting cheek, honey. <laughs> Just be playing out stuff. We get to shooting out dust. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> shooting out dusty sperm. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wonder what that's going to be like. Oh my gosh. No. Oh, yes. I didn't need that one. <laughs> you meant it. You, no. watch, you, watch. you just caught yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wished it a healthy birth, a healthy yeah. labor and pregnancy. And we hope that um, everything goes perfect as planned. And it's, I hope they. Um, you know, they welcome a great new baby to their family.
So, all right. So, what about bisexuality do you want to discuss? You know, just I just really want to know. And then just my curiosity. Because I've been around cis women a lot. And I've, and I've been around cis women while I was stealth and they didn't know my tea. And I've heard the conversations about bisexuality like... Like how they'll talk about how how they've had like bi moments and they get their life and but they ultimately like men. But then like in the same breath, be like, well, if a man is bisexual, he automatically gay. Like you can't like how can you like both? And like they all have like those it just it's just interesting how it's easier oh yeah a woman to be bisexual like it's easy for me to believe that a woman is bisexual versus a man mm. so we want to give some context so recently on um on whatever show this is i can't remember what show it is but it is hosted by um, Lisa Ray, Claudia Jordan, Alina um, Johnson, and Vivica Fox. They, you know, old school auntie, actress aunties. Um, and they had a conversation about men. And Vivica and Lisa Ray went on this kind of weird rant. And so I'm going to play it and see what it gives. They are, we are living and people are through it. They are not afraid to love who they might want to that night, baby. I'm yeah, serious. I want them to. I, I, want them I ain't to. got a problem with it. Let me just keep that real because I'm strictly dickly over here. And I don't appreciate when you be thinking somebody is over here and then you come to find out they're on both sides. It's just a they new gotta thing. They got to be outed. They got to be busted. And it's but, like, but, okay, is that a conversation that you have with a person where you kind of go, okay, let's just keep it real. Mm -hmm. Um, have you ever had a bisexual experience? You can tell that yourself because if you use your finger a little bit, you know what I mean? They can tell you. You get a little. Oh, 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 you know, then, you know. <laughs> Ladies, going back there. When you listen to like the tone uh, in which they talk, it's like it's it, it comes off as like an innocent trying to conversation, but then also there are like insinuations of violence, like oh they need to be outed, or they if you if you play with the booty hole a little bit, then this tells you that. Like, oh do they have to be outed? Or no, she said what she said Vivica said, what um what she don't like is when they basically don't spill their tea and you find out. Which I, I think that I think that's rude and like I think you should be open and honest with your partner. However, like well, this is the thing about it. I think they are conflating download cheating men with bisexual men. Which a lot of people do. Which yeah. a lot of people do. So everybody who is bisexual is not hiding in and cheating on you. Just because they are bisexual doesn't mean they want to have sex with the, uh, the, the same sex while they're dating you. They might, be, they might want to just date you in this moment. That doesn't mean they want to sleep with... Like, if they're a guy, that doesn't mean they want to sleep with men while they're dating you. They could be committed to you. And so somebody cheating on you 
whether they're cheating on you with a man or a woman, they're shady and late and tired. They shouldn't be cheating. And so a bisexual person can be honest with you and tell you, um, yeah, I messed around. But the issue is your response to that. It, and it's not saying that um, you can't have preference about who you want to date. But if you can't expect, if, you're, if you talk like these bitches, you are not creating an environment where people can be honest with you. Yeah, because they automatically think like, okay, so you, so if I am honest with you, like if I decide that, hey, hey, uh, Vivica, or hey, Lisa, I want to have a conversation with you. I really, really like you, da 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 I want to tell you that I'm bisexual and I like men. Well, if, they, if your ideal is, is that men that are like that, they need to be out it, you spill all their tea and then their their homeboys stop treating start talking to them their family um outcast them people start treating them different in society you haven't given them the option to actually be themselves and you will actually betray them in their uh, vulnerable moment or if they want to have or if they just straight and they want their booty hope like where well, they gonna be able to tell you that yeah because they gotta <laughs> pretend like they got how this this big ass personality, like oh, like the um, like the man who who shot the doctor who fingered it. Well, not fingered his boobie. He was getting a prostate acid um examination, and the doctor made him nut, and he shot the doctor. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was fake news. Oh, that was fake. Yeah. Oh. The lovely. But that very, I can see them doing that because I've heard so many men be like, "If you touch my booty, I'll punch you in the face." And yeah, that's like, the man but obviously niggas with like I just had so many clients that they pussy be all up in the air and they be the niggas selling um the most hood niggas on the block selling drugs with their booty all the way up in the air one day pussy a so trust and believe that these stereotypes that you think about men are definitely definitely wrong like there are men who are actually open and honest with people behind closed doors, but don't feel comfortable doing it outside of their doors because they don't want to lose those privileges. I, I don't have any solution for them. <laughs> this conversation is so 2004, <laughs> 1999. When they're popping, that's when this conversation was popping. <laughs> to me, because I feel like this... Like, we just heard some brilliant cis women talking about giving men space to be honest and how to have those conversations where they feel they can be open and honest with you. From Queer Walk, from, um, from um, Chiwa Queen and Jay, from um, just a, a plethora of people having mature 2020 conversations. Uh, you know about letting people be open and be free and how to respond to that how to how to make it open and honest and y'all still in this check booty holes oh man like some old school fucking dumb shit that's it, this literally this conversation seems like it was from 1999 it just it just seems like a old like back in time that it's not that I don't understand. It's not that somebody doesn't have the right to prefer just cis hat men or straight men. Yes, that is okay for you to have a right to do that. But 
if you're not creating space for men to be honest with you, they're never going to be honest. <laughs> I'm just letting you. I'm just letting you know. And um, yeah, uh, they're just not going to be honest with you, and that's what's going to happen. Um, that's true. That's just what it is. So because they will ultimately they want access to you, so they know what to do in order to get access to you whether you know that they're straight or not they tell you what you want to hear because if they give you the look that you like and that you live for bitch they know what they can do to get what they want they do it all the time well i don't even want to play it like that even play it like they're deceiving just to get what they want what if they really like this person and the thing about it is people people keep secrets initially like there is certain things that you just don't talk about until you get to know somebody. Okay, so but what about this? What if I'm a, a sex change trans woman and I tell my husband on his deathbed that I was actually a trans woman? Is that is that too far? I can't tell when the bitch to tell her T, I'm never gonna be married to no motherfucker and they don't know everything about me. I'm never I never wanna live that kind of box in life. Where I got some secret that a bitch could come and be like, oh, if you don't give me 20000 I'm going to tell your husband and ruin your whole life. No, I'm never going to be in a situation where a motherfucker could blackmail, where a motherfucker could spill some tea that I didn't want to spill. I'm never going to be with somebody in that situation. I'm never. So I don't know. I don't know why somebody would do that. <laughs> <laughs> to keep the privilege that they have as a, as a cis woman. Yeah. I'm just saying, like there are there and are on his deathbed child. Let him die. Why you gotta tell him? <laughs> on the deathbed child, let that nigga go ahead and go on to glory with your pussy intact, <laughs> without any question. If he about to die, child, we're out. Get your life. I just I think there are some people who do, who would rather keep those secrets in order to keep the privilege because there. Are, there, there are different people who, who are conditioned in life. Like there are some people who are conditioned to just straight survive, and that's well, the only. Yeah, thing. I'm, I ain't even talking about that, Mia. I'm talking about people keeping secrets in general, not down low sexuality secrets. Secrets, period. Like how many abortions did Vivica Fox have? Is she gonna tell every man that she dated how many abortions if he asked her on the first right. date? Probably not. Like I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But if in that, that could be one thing. Um, I don't know. Like what? How many STDs did you have on your first day? Are you asking? Are you are you answering these questions? Those are to me. Those are invasive questions for me. It could be appropriate for somebody, but on a first day of what's your deepest insecurity? Most people not gonna want to reveal that the first day. When did you yeah. get STI? Which one was it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Have you ever been, you know, you know, I think I think how you say something is important. Like if we're in a sexuality conversation and you say, I've been had somebody ask me, so when was the last time that you got tested? But how they asked me, it led naturally to that question. Cause we we were talking about health and healthcare and da 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 it kind of led naturally mm -hmm. 
question. But I can't see a conversation with somebody leading to, so how many STDs have you had in your life? That would be a weird question to me that I would be uncomfortable answering. Not because I want to be dishonest about it, but because I'm like, what? Why are you asking me that? That's that's seeing <laughs> like what? It just would be a un- to me. It would be an uncomfortable line of questioning. Um, but I don't see people being honest about their their shit. I don't see the cis women like her being honest about everything. Are you honest about your whole body count? Are you honest about who all you fucked? Since you worried about who he fucked, are you honest about? You know who are you done slept with? Who who you let run a train on you in high school? <laughs> that's the that's the we didn't discover really about each other till we was in a relationship. What? Like body count, just like little com- little stupid conversation like that. Just little conversation. Body count. Yeah, like could you guess? <laughs> oh well, baby, you be guessing for a long time. Well, like, yeah, you guess for so it. Clear obvious. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be a higher number if you escort. Yeah, baby, yeah. she has to round her. I need. That's to. why I broke it down in two categories. I was like, okay, how about your personal life? <laughs> <laughs> but does it matter though? Does it matter? It doesn't. That's why. Okay, it's so my personal life. It don't. It's just like the okay. So it's just light conversation we had because it baby. don't matter that much. It really don't. It really yeah, asking me about a body count, baby. That's the quickest way to for me to shut the conversation down. Here I just like to gag people. I'm like, I don't, I don't remember. It's been too many. They be gagging at that. Like, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, I mean, why are you asking me that? <laughs> why does it a million. <laughs> Are you so, three thousand? I, I, I say a million, cause what does it matter? <laughs> I say a million, a million and two. Oh, maybe a million and three. Does it matter? <laughs> but you want to know something? When I was younger, I did actually count. I was like, yes, yeah, been this many with condoms and this many without. I da, 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 da. no, wait a minute. That's what I do know. I know how many people I've had sex with. Um, I'm protective. Okay. But it mattered to me when I was younger. But now that I got older, I'm just like, that's just a, a way to, for somebody to put you in this respectability box. Like, I've been sucking since I was four years old. <laughs> 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 I voluntarily, child. I, you ain't, these numbers don't matter. <laughs> it don't really matter. Really I, I, if you're asking me that question, I'm feeling you're asking me to judge me on it. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the only place that it leads to judgment on my sexual history, and I'm not answering that. I'm gonna answer with a ridiculous number. I fucked a million and three niggas. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Are you still gonna fuck? You trying to be a million and four? Or no? Yes, yes you are. So what's up? Been the first person that I've been in a relationship with that's known. That I'm bisexual, but that's really the only she's the only the only person I really knew for sure. So that's been interesting. What you mean? 
like before in my other relationships, I didn't know that I was I wasn't engaging sexually with men. But like meeting like being with you, I had already known myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I already explored sexually before you. Mm. Like right before you. So no, I was dating somebody and I was I was fucking around with men at the same time, but I never disclosed. Well, is dating so the same really, thing as like in a relationship? Being in a relationship? Yeah, well, in that aspect, they're talking about dating. Like Lisa Ray, if I was talking about dating or. But. No, I'm saying, like, is that the same thing for you? Because you just say, yeah. So dating and a relationship, like being in a relationship, kind of like the same thing. No. I'm just asking for clarification. That's it. Anyways, I was dating somebody a couple people and they didn't know i didn't feel the need to disclose it because it wasn't serious you know what i mean like it was just i'm fucking with you did they ask you no would you have told them if they asked you hmm it probably would depend on the way they asked and i would try to dig into the respectability politics around sexuality for to to protect myself, mm, like why, from why would you feel the need to protect? Why you just can't be honest because it's your business? Because of how how men are judged or how if they're bisexual and then me being a trans man, on top of that, it would be like, oh, this is a girl. I you know like I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was a time where I did feel invalidated by a man who liked other men because I'm like, how could you want to be with me and you like men? Because that automatic as a trans woman, I would automatically think, without a sex change, that you view me as a as this man that, and I'm kind of like your in between thing of where you could still play with women but still view me as a man. Like, hey, I had this. That that was how my my mental was. So I'm like, well, I would never be with a man who likes men because that's invalidating my womanhood. Until I realized that who I, until I, um, until I came, become, became insecure, not insecure, when I became secure with who I am as a woman, knowing that no matter how you view me, you can't change the way I be myself. Right. Mm -hmm. I remember being yeah. like that when I was younger. Yeah. And I think they may be like that too, but it's just, ours is rooted in gender identity. Theirs may be rooted in security, insecurity too. Like the Lisa Rays and the Biblical Foxes. It's like, how can you be attracted to me if you like men? And they, be, and they don't understand that it's like, they think that it's this secret yearning behind the scenes, like just waiting to come out. <laughs> like, if, they're, if they're dating like a bisexual dude is dating her and the whole time he's dating her he's gonna be like ooh dudes ooh dudes ooh, dude. when that's not really how it goes like he could be really into you and like you and not think about and he could see a dude that he might be attracted to but I'm committed to my girlfriend and so I'm not trying to mess with a dude I'm not trying to mess with a chick I'm not trying to cheat on you because we have a commitment um I think that's bomb. I like the openness and like conversations. Like if like as a couple of if my partner is bisexual, we could talk about how we think this person 
is attractive in our in both of our ways or how this or, or how this um other person is attractive you know d- depending on if they identify or if they represent a female figure or a male figure and and still find commonality in it so and still not feel insecure about how we feel about each other in our own bond i'm still there i'm still i'm still working through that because like you used to be i'm still a smidget like that it's it's something about there is I, there is some biphobia that I have to work through around relationships, mm-hmm. um, because I do feel some kind of way. I do. I can't. <laughs> I yeah, can't. Um, that's just honest. But I will. I will let a person know up front, and I'll and and you know I talk about it. So probably why I've never dated bisexual men. <laughs> in a, you I know, actually like it. Um, label themselves bisexual men. Um, because I, it's, it, I, I can talk through it. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, I can tell you, I can you still I, feel how you feel. I can talk to Vivica Fox and I can talk to Lisa Ray and be like, girl, y'all tripping, da, 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 da. But in my mind, when it comes to who I fuck with, Part of me looks like them. <laughs> is that late? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I can say it's late, but I can talk. Th- it, I can talk through it. Like I know why I shouldn't feel that way, but I can't help it. Like it's something about when a dude tells me he likes dudes and girls that wears my pussy out. It wears me out. It, it makes me be like. <sighs> okay, well, like say somebody on Jack hit me up. Like clearly they on Jack, so they like. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So clearly they like boys. They on Jack or Grinder. I don't be on Grinder because that's for the white boys, but Jack. And so clearly they gonna like boys because <laughs> it's like, girl, why you on here? <laughs> but. I don't know. It's a it's it's a hypo- hypocrisy. I, I okay. This is what it is. I have a hang up on shit. So I don't like dudes to tell me that they like to get fucked. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to hear you say it. I want to hear you say it, especially while we fucking. No. <laughs> I want. <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Wait. What? I don't. Okay. We might. Wait. Okay. We're not gonna shame body. We're not gonna shame masculine. I'm not body. doing that. I'm, I'm not. not doing I'm telling you what I feel. I can be. Honest. Yeah. I, like personally, I don't. I'm not like a super vocal person. But when you when you're turned on, you are. Yeah, but I'm not saying. Oh, yeah, I like to get fucked. Like. I'm not saying. You have to act- Say, oh, yeah, fuck me. Oh, y'all, you're going to be a big power problem. I'm not saying you have to say that while we're fucking, but, like, I want to know that you're into it. Like, I don't feel like we're just, like, I'm fucking well, with the I'm dog. not talking about during the process. I'm talking about when we meet, like, on a dating site or in person, and we're talking about sex, what we like to do, what we're into. I don't like a dude to say, ooh, well, I, I I like getting fucked. 
it's something about saying that that triggers my old way of thinking. And I have to be honest. <laughs> I, have to be, I have to be honest about it because I can come over and be like, oh, well, I'm fine with the bisexual stuff, da, da, da. But I have to be honest. And the honest to God truth is, and I've worked way past it. It used to be blocked. <laughs> it used to be immediately blocked. Oh, ugh. And then I would turn my nose up and say, ugh, and be late and tired. I'm not like that anymore. But it does do something to me when a dude come to me, like earlier today, like, like two hours ago. A dude hit me up and said, ooh, I would like to, I would like to, um, you know, hang out with you and get to know you. And I was like, nigga, I'm on here. I'm not on here trying to get to know nobody. I'm trying to get some head. What's up? And he says, and he says, oh, okay. And he opens his pictures. And he's on the bed with his booty house bed open. <laughs> like legs cocked all the way back with his, his fingers like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spread his booty hole open. As it should be. Three different poses open his booty hole and baby, I was so turned off by that. Really? Was, I was like, that's what did the what the hole did the hole look bad? I mean, what was wrong with it? No, it's just something about I don't know. It's and I don't think I'll ever get over it in my lifetime. <laughs> It's something about when you're too into the bottom end. I live. I I don't live. I don't like you to tell me. I don't like you to, um, I don't want to hear it come out of your mouth. I just, honey, let us just play. Let us just, um, when we start and get to playing. <laughs> like, yeah, see, I need to have, I need to have understanding that you know how to dush. We're not painting. I don't know. No, we're not playing the doo-doo. Um, I want to, I want to know that you actually are enjoying yourself. I don't want to know that you did, you know, I want to, I want to I know how you actually feel. I want to see if there's actually a connection. I'm not, I don't want to be with somebody that's new where we start to, get our life and then you say oh no and so that fucked up the whole situation because i thought you was here for it but you really not because um i just need the communication i really need the communication also That's i actually i actually like the i like bisexual men who are comfortable comfortable with themselves enough like, and I'm not saying this is something that I looked for, but like when I, when I, when I see it, I like, um, like guys who are comfortably attracted to both sex equally. So not like, like where you you're just more to the left or you're more to the right. Like you have like, um, yeah, like you're attracted to both equally. It don't work that way for me. Because I, I know bisexuality ranges. I'm more interested mm -hmm. in women first. Like romantically women here, sexually women here, men eh, will be submissive for a woman, have fun enjoying with a woman. With men, I, I do it because like, I want to get off, but... It really is like this and this for me. Right. It's more it's more geared to women. 
Yeah. I, I don't know nothing about that by life. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just know that it makes, it does, I have to be honest, it does make me uncomfortable when, when it's too overt. I feel you dumb because with me, when it came to my sexuality with men before I was in a relationship, it, all I ever hooked up with was straight men. That's it. Well, knowingly straight men. So I don't have a sexual attraction to men that identify as gay. I might find them attractive, but just knowing that they're gay, that does something. I don't know. That's stupid. That's stupid. But I know it's dumb. Sometimes I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. I don't get it, but it just is. I don't think it's stupid. I think it's a preference. Just like they have a preference of saying, oh, I can be with the cis woman and I can be with the gay man, but I can never be with the trans woman because it's that in-between shit I can't fuck with. So I think that I think that your preference is just as valid. Yeah, I don't care. But I think the problem is people don't admit that it is biphobic and that, that what you just described is transphobic. Mm-hmm. Like it, I homophobia, you, huh? Did I describe homophobia? A little yes, yours would be homophobia. So it, we all have these phobias within us. It's just that be, I think because we are all trans, we're able to navigate it and admit it and say this is what's going on. This is the nuances in our experience and be honest about it. A lot of times, people don't have that kind of honesty and can't say, "Hey, like I can say that." That's where it's problematic. Um, and I do think it's rooted in biophobia, but it, it is what it is. It's something I'm working on. It is what it is. Or I can say um, it's something that I'm, there's a difference between actively working on something and something that you like, eh, I, ain't, I ain't trying to work on it. I ain't trying to. I'm just trying to, it is what it is. <laughs> Certain things, different people are in different spots in how they're dismantling these things within themselves. So for me, that's, I think that's what we are doing. We, we are open and honest to ourselves to where we can explore it, where somebody else don't admit, like them, like Vivica and, um, and Lisa. They don't want to say that that's biphobia. They, because in the chat, Oh, like when, when you when you explain to a white liberal that this is racist and they're like, no, I'm not racist. But mm. we're not saying that you're a Ku Klux Klan member, sweetie. We're saying that, yeah. The action that you're doing is anti-black, it's rooted in racism, it's racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. I will say a lot of mine is rooted in when I was hooking up with men, straight men were the only ones, quote unquote, straight men was the only ones courting me because I really wasn't that passable. But I still identified as a trans man. All the gay men, I was open to it. I actually was open to it. But seeing them be like, oh, no, no. Or, no, you need to have top surgery or no. Like, pick me apart. Politics. Yeah, pick me apart. That actually made me have a distaste. And then seeing that I enjoy sex with straight men a lot, and it was always amazing. And then going to escorting and dealing with gay men when they didn't know what the fuck they was doing, causing a fake. <laughs> like that's what happened. That's legit. Well, wear it out. I'm just happy that 
you know, I'm just an open, an open person. I was able to work through my, um, my phobia that I had because there was a time where I was like, no, bitch, no, ma'am. I was like, biblical fox and Lisa, like, girl, no, there's no way you're going to be attracted to me and attracted to one of your life. Mm-hmm. But now I don't view, I don't, I don't look at it that way. Yeah. That's good. Well, I'm going to work on my biophobia. <laughs> I'm not going to, if you send me pictures with a boot, your booty house straight up, and I can't But does that, but <laughs> does that make you wrong? Like, when we think about who we have sex with, like, we should be able to say, this is what I'm going to have sex with, who I don't want to have sex with, or who this is who I want to be in a, a relationship with, and who I don't. It shouldn't be, there shouldn't be no harm against, or there should be no malice, or you shouldn't think that I wish harm against you, but these are the conditions, these are what these are the preferences that what I want, and if you bamboozle me, it makes me feel a certain type of way. Does that mean that you are then homophobic, transphobic, or all these? these I think you ideas? are. I just don't think. I think you are homophobic, transphobic. If you have, if you have not, a lot of people say. Um, Queen said this on a post. Um, we were talking to niggas. Some niggas was being stupid. And Queen was like, y'all confuse preference with aversion, which was true. Like you, you, a lot of dudes, they say, oh, I'm just, I don't fuck with the gay shit. You're avert, you're, you, you are, you averting gay people. Like you literally are trying to not fuck with them. It isn't like, oh, I'm cool with gay people. And you have some friends of like, you really, you have an aversion to gay people. And so I think people need to make a distinction between preference and aversion. Because if you are totally cutting them out, totally, I'm not talking about bedroom, but in your personal life, then that's, that's an aversion to gay people. But I think when we talk about preferences in the bedroom and in our dating experiences, I've said this before, I think because that is not stopping you from getting a job, stopping you from getting work, stopping, um, the same thing, I'm sorry, <laughs> stopping you from getting um, housing, stopping you from getting something, it really doesn't matter. Like this person doesn't want to sleep with you because you're trans. This person doesn't want to sleep with you because you're bi. This person doesn't sleep want to sleep with you because you're gay or whatever. I don't. I. It doesn't stop you. It, what the problem is when those things trickle into you being shady to someone, you outing someone. She says, "Oh, they should be outed." No, they should not be outed. You shouldn't be outing anyone. <laughs> Because we know we see what society does to people. people It's not something that's graceful. It's not something like, oh, you know, we want to help you work through that. No, it's like, shame on you. You're an abomination. Don't nobody want to fuck with you no more. You down, blah, blah, blah. That's not something that is positive that happens. Right. It's going to go tell somebody else, and it's going to turn into this whole rumor mill and shade and be negative. What, What I'm asking people to do is have the conversation in a healthy way. Vivica Fox did ask the question. She says, how can you have those questions? How can you ask those questions? Because if you listen to what she said, Vivica Fox said, how can I have those questions? She actually asked the question. And and Lisa interrupted her with the booty hole remark. And that sidetracked the conversation to somewhere else. Where I, but that, I think it was Vivica Fox's tone. Like when she said, oh, you know, the girls are 
are fluid now and da da da. It wasn't like a over here for it. It's just like look what they're doing. You know, the people are like that. It was her tone that I feel like gave Lisa to be like, oh yeah, we're here. Okay, well let's get into it. Yeah, but I don't like policing people's tone. I don't want to. I'm not policing her tone. I'm just saying that's what kind of preference the the conversation the way it did. I think that even though her tone was like sarcastic, ooh, everybody is da da da. She was like, I'm gonna keep it real. I don't really like that. I think that is be that was an honest moment that mm-hmm. a lot of people have. And so at that point, I don't think it was problematic. She asked, "How can we have these conversations?" At that moment, that was time for somebody who, if they, if there was some mature people on, they're mature in age, but not in mind. If there were some mature people on the panel, they would have gave her tips on how to navigate those questions with a man who may be bisexual. How to navigate that and get honest answers and be realistic about the situation and get, you know, have asked the question without shaming somebody, without feeling uncomfortable, and gave her tips on how to do that. But what the conversation led to was talking about putting your finger in somebody's booty hole, which don't let you know if somebody is bisexual or gay. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. (laughs) And so it just averted the whole conversation and it just was whole, it just turns into a weird um, shallow conversation. But anyway, I think we did a show, y'all. And Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just what it is. I feel like motherfuckers need to get over themselves and start having mature conversations about sexuality. Because if you want to bring up, because there's people who was bringing up a on that Twitter post with that where they had posted that they were bringing up like HIV, like old mindsets about HIV. Yeah, stigma is around gay. They don't believe in bisexuality. They they advert to it as being just. Okay, so they bring up all the stereotypes and the stigmas of that would come. Right. So it doesn't help you. It doesn't help you get people to be honest with you. It doesn't help you get people to um, to make people people feel trustworthy of you. You you're not you're not helping that kind of conversation. Um, so what you're saying and how you're saying it is not getting you the results that you want. So you might want to try something better. A tactic that is better. All right. Bye. 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 I got it. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's going to be all right. Every little thing's going to be all right.